The World Cup Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parties to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Welcome, everybody, to the World Cup Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle. Upon Tyne in the northeast of England, the biting cold is here. It's been snowy and frosty and it's taken its toll on a man of my age. Um, today is Sunday the oh, 11th, maybe. Yeah, Sunday the 11th, I'm happy with that, um, of December. And we are here to have a look at the first semi-final of Qatar 2022, uh, Tuesday the 13th of December. As well as that, we'll recap the four quarterfinals over the weekend and to take so all of that is our regular co-host, uh, Mr. Barry Penaluna. Baz, how are you doing? Very good, thank you. How are you? I've just told you, Baz, I'm not a well man. Uh, for I you. forgone the robe this week after robe gate, we'll call it, after you outed me in really quite spectacular fashion um, with some sort of Twitter poll this week. So there's a lot of robe-based shenanigans. I think a lot of people quite enjoyed the role. So, 20 minutes ago, I've had my Sunday night bath, Baz, just like last week. Um, I'm still a little bit loaded, so I went even more berserk with the Tiger Bomb this week. You know, like when you see one of the blokes going to swim the channel and he's like got a layer of goose fat on him all hour. <laughs> so, I, that's, I Tiger Bomb myself up to that extent. Like, I had a small team of helpers, like, lashing the Tiger Bomb on us inches thick all over the place in an attempt to shift this. And then I've got out, but I have just put my hoodie. I've got my pajamas on, but I've got my hoodie on after, so I didn't want to distress anyone. I mean, uh, the majority the of our our um, our Twitter followers were, were quite happy with the robe. Well, yeah, I think they're bald, lazy, middle aged men. That's why. I think we had. Uh, I'm just looking at the results of that poll. I mean, 24 percent of our 24% thought it was it was quite classy and, and 52% yeah. went with comfortable. So, you know, comfortable's fine. The third option of arrogant was a ridiculous option as well, by the way. Can we just point that out? There was well, definitely not one of the... So that was Moonaf's fault. That was Moonaf, um, but he, he did get four additional people to vote in that direction. It might have been in Moonaf's family, I don't know. Yeah, true story. Um, I've just lost my stream there, Baz. Hang on. There we go. So sausage fingers. I keep getting um it's Sunday night, so we've got NFL bets on. We've got NFL uh, playoffs. Oh not playoffs, sorry, it's the last week of fantasy NFL. Um so I've been keeping an eye on that. No real sweats actually, Baz. I think I've uh, made the playoffs in two our home league and our keeper league. But I am very much in wooden spoon territory in the SGP and DGEN's league, uh, even though I smashed up Captain Insano. Uh, last week, wooden spoon in that, but no real sweats um, in the NFL Fantasy League. I'm glad to you about all the notes I made for a little bit of chat tonight lead me to directing you to uh, to another one of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network shows. So the Fantasy Football Podcast is top class. Um, another one that you want to join is the uh, the Fantasy Hockey uh, or the, the SGP and the Hockey Gambling Podcast uh, you've been to see a bit of ice hockey tonight, Baz. That's a little bit uh, American of you. What's going on there? I have been to the ice hockey tonight. So uh, in the absence of any football, uh, it was nice to have a bit of a sporting uh, fix by by going to the local ice hockey team, the Nottingham Panthers. Um, so the girls team, um, one of the parents of our girls team uh, sponsors the Panthers and um, was able to get our hands on a, a load of tickets so a lot of the girls from the football team went down with, uh, with a lot of the parents and, and we had a good night um, from a gambling perspective took the right, right result um, no absolutely nothing so looked at some of the recent scores, looked for an over or under over or under six and a half goals 2-0 after the first period 4-0 after the second period, 
4-2 yeah. with about five minutes to go and you're thinking, chance here. Yeah. And time ticked on and it ticked on and he got to a minute left, still out. And then the other team pulled the goalkeeper out. Oh, no. Did you win on an empty netter? So there goes 6-5, 10 <laughs> seconds on the clock, scoops it the full length of the ice, plumb in the middle of the empty net. Seven goals. Perfect. Absolutely disgraceful. Well, Honestly, I don't know how you sleep at night. Like. So it went from a 4-2 win to a 5-2 win. Most people in the crowd were, were you know, cheering slightly. Not bothered. It, yeah. Me, I was just, yeah. Was it more, more or less exciting than the double corner excitement that Baz gets? Oh, more, more exciting. Honestly. More exciting than... Oh. Ten, ten seconds That's the most exciting yeah. I've ever seen you, so that must have been incredible. Uh, you, had, you had a long way to go like with his empty net effort, but yeah, I nailed it. <laughs> Gotta love that. Oh, man. So every time you make me laugh, which thankfully isn't that often, I keep coughing me guts up. Uh, so I've got a got a little ginger and lime and honey on the go here, Baz. I refrain from putting a drop of whiskey in. I've made myself a little uh, a little hot toddy. Um, something else we need to talk about. A little bit similar, carrying on from the bath conversation, Baz. We talked about the moisturising situation last week. Twice this weekend, and this affected you as well as me. Um, I did a little guest spot on a show on Saturday night on MGM. Then... Uh, overnight, we asked Noah to clip a segment of this show last uh, from one night last week. We're going to come to it in a minute, but we asked Noah if he could clip it and post it on Twitter, which he did. But in both instances, um, in the Moonlighting show I was doing, it was a quad box, three presenters, me, no problem. But when I started talking, saying me thing, they then zoomed in on me, just me. And then when Noah clipped that thing today, Baz, if you noticed... Um, that went straight into our great big face. So if we're going to get close-ups of the big face situation, I wasn't very forgiving, Baz. From here, I'm about two and a half foot away from the camera. No problem. Multitude of sins hidden. The big face situation on those two things very much brought the face like you dropped lasagna into play, Baz. And uh, uh, you might have to rethink... What the zoom the zoomed in video did did us no favors. No, nah, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean your bit the majority of your feet. I mean, it was just about all your head was on there, but it was like it was like a giant freaking Sunday dinner plate head coming right at you, like. <laughs> so yeah, unforgiving about that, and um, I have also noted um, wings, Baz. You did some wings. What's going on there? Oh, I did do some uh, wings. It was about minus three. Was it yesterday you were doing the wings? Yeah, that was uh, for the football. So we did. I, I did put out on the Twitter a picture of my barbecue, which was absolutely thick of frost, minus three yeah. outside. But we did fire it up because if you're going to have wings, they've got to be done on the barbecue. Um, so I've done, done a couple of kilos of wings for the family for during the football. All went well. So what flavour? Or did you mix it up? Well, just salt and pepper for the for the kids and uh, buffalo wings for me. Bit of bit of spice in there. So uh, a bit of Frank's red hot sauce, buffalo. Beautiful. I've been uh, home alone this weekend. I've been not home alone. The IT department was on a Hindu, even me to look after the children. Uh, so we had Greg's for lunch, and McDonald's for tea. Hey, well done, mate. <laughs> Winning. Good effort. Well, uh, funnily yeah. enough, welcome. Funnily enough, obviously me and uh, Helen had both had a bit of a drink last night with the football on and stuff like that. Had a bit of a late night. So this morning was a Greg's for breakfast at about oh, nice. And then tonight, on the way to the ice hockey, Chloe wanted McDonald's. So today's menu has also been Greg's and McDonald's. So we've got the Greg's McDonald's. It's a classic yeah. combo, but did you get your Greg's delivered or did you go and get it? No, I didn't go get it. Helen went round with a little one this morning and come back yeah. for breakfast while I was still in bed. So that was good. Yeah, good. I, tell, I love my Greg's app. I'm, I'm a little bit too obsessed with the Greg's app, keeping count of stuff. Oh, funny enough, Malcolm, I hit the absolute jackpot on the Greg's app the other what? day. I had the full house. I literally had... You had the lot? I had the sandwich, the snack, <laughs> the pastry, the drink, literally all five. You could have the All on the day. same day? Is that, all, that's all the perfect Greg's storm, isn't it? I think I had two of them sitting there as freebies because I don't buy the sweet stuff or the yeah. hot drink, but I must have got them given as, as freebies. Uh, and then I must have bought a meal that had... The others, and uh, suddenly I had uh, the, f- the full five full meal there. 
Three, three, five, two. Got to love that. You're a, you? you're a, you're a five, two threat boss. I got a cup of coffee last week, and the woman said it was free and happy birthday. When my birthday was about thirteen weeks ago, but obviously they must give you a birthday free brew, yeah, and I hadn't claimed it back. So yeah, I got, I got a thirteen week too late happy birthday coffee off Greg's. Um, oh, I'm gonna have to try and sync the um the Greg's app. I'm gonna have to go and buy the things I need to get everything onto nine. And then get the tenth as like some sort of King Rollo style feast. Um, oh, that's exciting! That um, I'll, I'll, I'll tweet about I did. I did screenshot me Greg's app the other day because it was such a momentous occasion. I'm going to tweet. That yeah. Out. Oh me. That, yeah. I'm pleased you put me on that. That's going to give me a little hobby pass. You know, I like to have a little uh, little project in the offing. Uh, sinking and going for the the King Rollo feast on the Greg's app is my new hobby. Um, we talk some World Cup in a second or two once I've told you about our headline sponsor. Um, on the World Cup Gambling Podcast, which is the win, win bet live in um, Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia, bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Uh, same game, parlays, get your high-vis on, hard hat, construction zone, build your own bet um, at win bet. If you're ready to play, sign up to receive the special offer, bet $100, to win $100. So to choose from, head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, four quarterfinals. What a great weekend of football, regardless of if you had some winners and losers, because I certainly had some of both. Um, but what an exceptional uh, four games of football for lots of different reasons. Um, we start at the start. Um, Brazil won, Croatia won. Uh, Brazil go out, Croatia win on penalties. Um, nil nil after 90 minutes. Brazil score through Neymar. Croatia equalised with the last kick of the game. They're only shot on target and it took a huge deflection. Uh, around about 50-50 with my bets. I was probably juiced out a bit. Um, both teams to score no was a bit obvious. That was in 90 minutes at minus 140. Took the under two and a half at even money. But I had Brazil to win the nil and Brazil on the handicap. Both missed. So juiced out a little bit on there. Um, yeah, Brazil struggled to break Croatia down, which most teams do. Got in front an extra time, really should have put it to bed, and then I say Croatia score that goal. Um, knocked my Brazil outright out of the tournament. My um, four to one punt on Brazil outright also knocked our South America as the winning continent. Um, it evens took a, a hit, not a disastrous hit because Argentina survived, uh, but that took a little bit. I was absolutely chained in DFS, Baz. I had a couple of decent DFS players this week. The first one. Was this Croatia game because uh, Livakovic, uh, more on him later. He had nine, I want to say saves, but I'm going to say goal preventions because that was the uh, thing that kept coming up on the scoreboard in Qatar uh, was the amount of goal preventions that Livakovic had had. And then Alisson in there. So I had the winning goalie um, with a clean sheet and then the other goalie of no one had played making nine saves a time and a half. Absolutely, I was quids in. I was uh, like Scrooge McDuck diving into that pond full of coins uh, until the equaliser. Um, so, yeah, I'd worry about Croatia going into extra time again. Right? Eight of their last nine knockout games, Baz, have gone into extra time. Um, Brazil have not beaten a European team in a knockout game since 2002. Um, which is pretty incredible. I don't know if there's a possible inferiority complex a little bit after, certainly after Germany humped them 7-1 um, in Brazil. Um, it's taken a long time um, for them to come over. And then the other thing I was going to ask you about, Baz, is Neymar not taking the penalty? Like, it's a little bit oh. weird to see your centre-half stepping up right. to take penalty number four. And Neymar yeah. stood on the halfway line. Like, what are we doing here? So, um, it drives me mad, that. I, I mean... Can you remember the African nations? The exact same thing happened in the final. You had Egypt and Senegal, and Salah never took a penalty in a penalty shootout. I think yeah. it was the final anyway. I'm, I'm pretty sure the African Nations Cup was decided on pens. Mane steps up, number one for Senegal. 
Salah never got to take a penalty. And and then I'm, I'm sure it's happened twice with Egypt. I'm sure I've seen it before in, on a couple of occasions where Salah doesn't get get up because he's he's number five. And obviously, obviously they want the you know they wanting him to be there for the important deciding penalty. But you've got to get there, haven't you? Like you're best off just scoring them early penalties, getting the confidence. I mean, it does he, he could have missed it? You just you don't know. But it just seems mad. I don't don't. It does it. seem stupid. Yeah. Who's your best penalty taker in, in order and send them up in that order? Like your most important penalty is not your fifth one, is it? Your first, no. your first penalty is your most important. Set your stall out, off you go. Put the pressure on everybody else. Uh, and the rest of the game, Baz, bets wise, uh, anything? Yeah, me, tactics, I mean, what did you make of Brazil, Croatia out like that? I mean, I, obviously, bets wise, mainly not very good. Um, I thought Brazil would find a way of breaking them down and back Brazil goals. The only thing that did come off for me was um, I, I tipped up Thiago Silva on the passing market. Oh, yes, um, you did. I think it was over 76. Can't remember off the top of my head what it was now. It was comfortable, I'm fairly certain. I'm just bringing up the uh, player stats from that game. Pass- a few more. Was it not 90 odd? I'm sure it was, yeah, it was 93 passes in the end. Out of well, ninety nine attempts, ninety three completed. So that absolutely cruised in, which uh, softened the blow of everything else a little bit. Um, and I'm starting to take a bit of interest in those passing markets. There's some yeah decent ones around. If you can sort of show, I found a good app that's got all the historical sort of stats on it, so you can nice. go back and buy game and and see sort of how how players are doing. Um, so yeah, Thiago Silva got me out of the shit a little bit, but um, otherwise, yeah, it. I mean. Croatia played that perfect game, didn't they? As you say, they never ever looked like scoring one shot on target all game. But that was the game, and and they just absolutely dominated that midfield, didn't they? Modric, Brozovic, Kovacic, just just absolutely controlled all of that that area, um, and and really caused a lot of trouble for Brazil. As I say, Brazil created enough chances to win it. But, you know, it didn't come off, but. They could easily have nicked it in extra time and what have you, but um, yeah, solid display from Croatia, nothing but uh, but praise for the, the, the performance. Really, it was exactly how they wanted to win it, and, and and their best chance of winning it was to just grind it out. I mean, once Brazil go one nil up, you think that's it, don't you? Because Croatia just never looked like scoring. It, took, it was a massive yeah, surprise. yeah. Um, but fair play to them. Um, you know, they deserve to be there. Yeah, they've done it a lot and. A little bit like Morocco that we've come to in a little while. You have to execute. If you've got if that's your game plan, it doesn't leave you much room for error. Um, but yeah, they did it. Those those passing props, bars. We uh, we try and um, get stuck into them a little bit in the in the next few games. It's kind of a game script thing in it now. If we, I don't know how many of our listeners are NFL either betters or fantasy players, but we talk a lot about game script in NFL and whether we we just before we started talking, uh, we came on air tonight. Basically, we were talking about Christian McCaffrey. And um, receiving yards tonight, you're saying that the quarterback's not very good and not going to be very exciting, but that means he's not going to throw the ball downfield. He's going to drop it off to his running back, McCaffrey. So that's the kind of, it's a kind of a game script thing. If you're going to have possession of the ball, if you're playing a team who are going to let you have it, that's when your, your fullbacks and your centre-backs just rack the passes up. Um, so yeah, and, and obviously the books are going to be aware of that, but, I don't think they're huge markets either. I think you're likely to see a rick in the pricing up of those markets more than you will do in a more conventional market, certainly for a for a UK or a European audience, because we just don't I think the other that thing much. is you can you can find quite a bit of variance as well uh, between the books uh, in terms of where the lines are. So it's always worth sort of looking around to see one that's you know leaving it a little bit short, maybe. Yeah, agree. Um, Friday night, Netherlands two, Argentina two. After 90 minutes, no goals in extra time. Argentina win on penalties. Uh, Bets-wise, this was a weird one for me because tipped up over two and a half um, at plus 137. That hit both teams to score. Plus 100 hit. Um, I was robbed on Argentina and both teams to score, which was plus 450. um, 72 uh, my luck was Argentina in 90 minutes. So ordinarily, I've got it. I was robbed um, because pretty much I think I handicapped it to absolute death. 
um, got two nil in front. However, I did get paid out because our local book here pays uh, pays out if your team goes two nil up. So as much as I gave it out as a lock and it didn't cash, I did cash. So I don't quite know how to feel about that. There's not much I can do about it. The money was back in me uh, back in me balance to punt later on. So, um, but yeah, this was a really weird game because, like I said, I do feel like Baz. We got it. Um, very, very correct. And my my starting point was Argentina three one, and I reversed everything back up. But then at two, when they went two one, you said you messed me because we both taken Argentina to score over two and a half goals at five to one, um, and it looked really good. We looked like we were going to hit absolutely everything. Um, so yeah, I think Argentina deserved it on the balance. Um, the Dutch going uh, full on Wimbledon um, made me laugh. Just hoofing the ball forward Cambridge United style uh, getting old Wout Veghorst and Luke de Jong six foot two and six foot six between them uh, total football the total hoof ball just smashed it forward um, there was some good shenanigans they were all sort of kicking shit out of each other for a bit and there was some good um, proper dark arts from the RGs um, even when they won the penalty shootout I think the, the Dutch had been chirping on a little bit so I've got no problem with the Argentinians giving them a bit back and then the other thing I think of no was that free kick was absolutely wild like talk oh, about like yeah. that was the most thing you, the, the nearest thing you would get a call in a play like again going back to NFL it's yeah. NFL Sunday I know we're talking about it a lot tonight but that's um, England had one last night where Rashford 999 times out of a thousand someone has a shot and then yeah. if that had gone wrong everyone why didn't you oh. have a shot you'd have just been going berserk wouldn't you and they play that yeah. little free kick into the feet of the man at the wall who spins and slots it and I think it was absolutely brilliant like as much as it broke my bets broke my heart and all that uh, I thought it was absolutely great like yeah, I mean, as you say, we talked about this with penalties the other day. Everyone raves about little Penenka penalty if it goes in. And if it doesn't, it looks absolutely shit. And it was very, I'd said exactly the same when he took that free kick. Amazing free kick. But if that goes wrong, everyone's saying, what are you doing? Tenth minute of injury time and you're not having a shot on goal. But yeah, beautiful the way it worked out. I mean, I would say what you failed to mention there, my lock of the game, um, although I did take the Orgies two and a half, um, was Argentina over 1.5 at 13 to 8 which has turned out to be a good price because that came in quite comfortably um, so it's a bit I've sort of stuck with with Argentina throughout the, the Argentina two or more goals has, has sort of served me quite well cash uh, that every game since since the Saudi Arabia game since the, the Saudi the, game so yeah one, two, three, four um, in a row obviously we'll you know we're coming up to Argentina in the next round we'll see see where we feel I mean but as you Right on cue, after you mentioned my McCaffrey receiving yards, Malcolm, just got a notification he's gone in for a touchdown, 27-yard reception. So, yeah, you see. Good, good start. Um, but, yeah, Argentina, um, again, well, it, it, sort of delving into what I was going to say later on when we when we talk about the next round, really. Um, but I felt they went 2-0 up fairly comfortably. Um and then just didn't seem to want to put put them to bed, which is what they you know where they've sort of been for the last few games. Um, and obviously Australia game, it sort of almost cost them. Uh, you know Australia got back in late on and had a right chance late on to try and equalise, and then exactly the same. So um, you know despite being two 0 up with twenty minutes to go, um, suddenly eighty three minutes back to two one and exactly the same situation as the Australia game, similar sort of timings, where the other team suddenly got a little bit of uh, fire in their belly and, and going for it. I mean, I don't know where ten eleven minutes of, of stoppage time came from, but um, yeah, I mean, obviously I was happy. A massive pick of mine from the start was was the Argentina to get to the semi finals uh, at six to four, which which was hugely welcome. So. Um, yeah, happy with that. I mean, one thing we've got to mention from that game is the cards. 18 yeah. yellow cards in that game. 18 yellow cards. I mean, <laughs> I was just watching as the game went out. There was four in the first half. Um, I think there was eight in the second half. Two in extra time. How many is that? I'm sure there was four. 40. I thought yeah. last night in commentary, I thought you said there was well, 16. Was, yes. 16 yellows in one red. 
yeah, there was eighteen in total, but one of them was um, one of the coaches. Yeah, which which tops it up. So one of the coaches got one. Veg Horse got one before he even come on the pitch. He, he got one while he was still on the bench. Um, and as you said about the the sort of Argentina sort of celebrating in front of them and all this, I have no problem with that because. Netherlands yeah, just were shit out on their way through that penalty shootout. Have you ever seen a team get three yellow cards during a penalty shootout? I've never seen I didn't. get one. Three yellow cards in that shootout. Dumfries got one. He never took a penalty, but he got a yellow card. And Lang was the other one. Didn't take a penalty, but you know, ended up on a yellow card. There was a couple of times where they had players who weren't involved in the penalty taking process, yeah. but they were right up in the box, like Given Orgy's grief, you know. Yeah, there was definitely uh, stuff Dumfries went on. Dumfries got sent off after the final, after the penalty shootout. Oh, okay, it was either one. But, you know, th- three calls in a penalty shootout tells you there's a bit of shit house to recoin on. Like, so yeah, definitely. I think the report the saw there have, have no problem. The Orgy's sort of milking it, like. No, it was. Uh, I watched the. It was weird because I was working. Um, I got everything set up and then I had a three hour way out of way between six and nine to get started. So I was in the Roga Hotel right down on Roga Beach in Sunderland. I got a nice uh, position in the in the pub to watch the game. Watch the game and just about to start work when the equaliser went in. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm going to miss this. So, so I then head through, get behind my roulette table, stick the eye player on uh, and a lot of people watching it, you can see around the room, a lot of lads are gathered around phones and stuff like that. Um, so I missed, I was missing a lot of what you're talking about there, but one bloke came up, sort of, with a, there was three penalties left with his little fun money voucher. No one had played yet. He's like, uh, can, I, can I have a game of roulette? I was like, mate, could it be really cheeky and ask you to wait like two minutes when we watch the penalties, me and Harry? And he was like, yeah, okay. And then literally it was 90 seconds. And then I went and found him. I said, mate, penalties, come on, come and have a game. He was like, nah. And he threw the fun money thing at us. He had a proper strop. He was like, nah, if you don't, I'm not playing now. I'm not interested anymore. I was like, oh, fuck off, you bellend. So that was the end of that. Um, yeah, just you just talked about your um, Argentina semi-final bet just to tidy up the, the loose ends there. Uh, so you got back to that page, you were level million, didn't it? So that got you yeah. back to... Yeah, the thing. Uh, my um, well thought out bet for once uh, was the Dutch to go out in the quarter final at five to two. Um, they had an easy group. They were likely to have an easier second round game. All of that proved to be correct in the quarter final with the biggest stretch. Um, so I finished bars on one million six hundred twenty five thousand three hundred forty three pounds. Um, so if as kind of we. The whole point of that, Joe, was to split up maybe, if you had 10 units, to split up around um, a few things. I finished sort of six and a quarter units. So I get four of the 12 that I gave out um, hit, which isn't a bad return at all, Bars. I've got a couple of golden balls still live, but um, live slash dead all at the same time. So I think that's me done. But yeah, I'll take that. It hasn't been hasn't been all terrible. Um, third up, Morocco won Portugal nil. I told you Portugal was shite. Um, I knew if I stuck by it long enough, we'd get them beat. Absolute rubbish they are. Mackerel Phil loses. Um, my bets were Morocco to score exactly one goal, um, which very, very nearly, if he hadn't tried to penenka the goalkeeper right at the death, um, he was one-on-one at all the time in the world. Do you remember when Jacob Murphy tried it at Watford last year? Yes. Like when Newcastle hadn't won a game for about five seasons um, and everyone was pulling their hair out. He tried the same thing. Um, so they nearly fucked it up, but actually that was decent. But that was plus 150. Uh, first half, no goals. Looked all right in the first 41st minute, but went down under two and a half hit at four to six. And both teams to score missed. So I think a little bit of little bit of profit courtesy that plus one fifty. I think Morocco deserved it. You said they they executed again. Um they weren't as defensive this time as they had been against Spain. Maybe Spain keep the ball better. Um Portugal do give you a bit more um of a of a chance to get forward. And Morocco have been a really, really good story. They've been by far the best story of this World Cup. The the first African team ever to make it into a semi-final. Uh, back to DFS, Baz. Hit this one, nail on the head. Underdog goalkeeper, 
as captain in a one nil win, that's your perfect sub. That's your uh, that's your Greg's up um, five two. That's your that's your donut and your pasty and your coffee, and your gingerbread man, all paid for. Like um, so, yeah, that that hit nicely. Um, I, I won a few quid on that one. And the final thing I've written down here is Ronaldo's a tit. Um, hard hitting analysis there. What did you make of this game, Bud? Um, I, I mean. Uh... I enjoyed it. I, I didn't have any joy out of the betting side of it. Um, I got it wrong. I thought Portugal would be better. But I've, I've always said throughout, I just, I've never liked Portugal. I can't get on with them at all. And I think it is Ronaldo that is the reason for it. Um, so, yeah, for, I mean, Morocco, very similar to Croatia. They played the perfect game, didn't they? As you say, they did. They, they weren't as defensive. Um they didn't have a lot of the ball, but they did create chances. I mean, the balance of chances, I think, was very similar. Both had three shots on goal, three shots off goal. Um, despite the fact Portugal had about 70 or 73%, I think, possession in that game. Um, but Morocco played a perfect game. And really, Portugal never troubled them massively, did they? Even you yeah. know, chasing the game for such a long period. Um, very, very rarely looked. And I thought Bruno Fernandes had... Had a decent game, probably had the best of the chances um, for them. Um, Ronaldo came on, didn't out. Um, the way he stormed off at the end, I just thought was absolutely shocking. <laughs> like, you know, you're the captain for a start. You know, you'd normally see a captain going out, putting an arm around some of the younger players. <sighs> Have a little bit of... That's even hard. Go shake hands with the, the Moroccans, you know, massive achievement for them. Like, someone... Yeah, like, yeah. Ronaldo should be leading by example rather than just storming off the pitch and it's not captain material that is it it's it just crap but but exactly what you'd expect from him like um so I thought it was a bit pathetic from him uh, you know you looked sort of 10 minutes after the game had finished and after he'd walked down the tunnel and the rest of the Portugal squad was still out there sort of consoling each other sort of soaking it up thanking the fans exactly what you should should be doing uh, he was nowhere to be seen. He was probably already in his car back at his hotel ten minutes after the game. Yeah, he's a tit. But anyway, yeah, go confirmed. Cool side. Obviously, yeah, you're right. It is mainly Ronaldo. Fernandez doesn't help. And you th- I keep forgetting about Pepe as well. We keep forgetting to mention yeah. Pepe. And he he's very much shit houses his way through yeah. through that game. All the way. I, boot, I, I bet him live to get booked. It's, um with about twenty five minutes left because I thought it was absolutely inevitable. And then he somehow didn't. Um, everyone around him on both teams managed to get booed, but Pepe didn't like. Um, and the other thing we need to talk about then in this, um, after this game, we can have a little flex buzz. Um I mean, I think you're, you're claiming it. You know, I'll let you. I'll let you have this one. Um, is that you? We talked about some outrights on our episode last week, and we put up. We the one with the royal way here, Buzz. We put up yeah. um, as the Golden Glove winner. Um, at was uh, Livakovic, what price was he? 20 to 1 as well, with the both 20s? Yeah, I think you could get 20 to 1, Livakovic, uh, and yeah. similar price for Bonu. Yeah, Bonu. So Livakovic of Croatia and Bonu with the yeah, two goalkeepers. Yeah, show last week, we, we, we put both of them up there as, as real live, live players for the Golden Glove. At the time, Alisson was a short price favourite, but what would said both of them had clean sheets in the bag. They both had penalty shootouts already in the, under their belt. Um, and the theory was exactly that. If either of those teams, Croatia or Morocco, scraped a nil-nil, got through via a penalty shootout, then that keeper was was banging the mix for the Golden Glove. Uh, both of them have done it. They're both now near enough joint favourite, short prices now, um, to back either of them. I mean, it's, it's not done and dusted, the, the Argentina keeper is still in there. I can't believe that they've had a clean sheet in the tournament. Um, I think even if France go on and win it, I'm, I'm not convinced he would get the Golden Glove. So I think it is probably a three-horse race now. If Argentina go and win it and didn't concede another goal in the tournament or, or went through via penalties or something, that might change things. Because obviously Martinez has had a good good outcome in that penalty shootout. Made a couple yeah. of saves. Um, so he's definitely still live. I think if Morocco or Croatia, either of them make a final, 
I think the keeper is nailed on to get that golden glove. And even if they don't make the final, I think there's still a real chance they'd get it anyway um, for their exploits earlier in the tournament up to this point. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, tipping both of them up at 20 to 1 is, is definitely, they're not winners yet. Um, but you've had some good value if you've took them. Hopefully, some yeah. they'd look at that. Um, you know, you can sort of cover your back now, really, by backing Morton. Is it? I think Morton is, you get about three to one for, um, which which basically covers your back if you've got the other two. So yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely happy with those. You could you could hedge out, um, but that is not part of the uh, SGPN ethos. It's frowned upon um, in sports gambling podcast network circles. Um, but yeah, we had a couple of screenshots from people who got got a little bit of twenty to one or sixteen to one uh, about those players. So yeah, we've done all right, bars. But uh, it's not all. It's not all been rubbish. And finally, England won France two. Football is not coming home, Baz, it turns out. Um, really small margins, this. Well, I mean, in fact, a running theme in these four games, I mean, small margins. Brazil, one shot, deflection, penalties. Netherlands, Argentina, Fanny here either way. Morocco get it done 1-0. England won France two. I mean, the small margins here were a couple of bad decisions in the first half. Foul on Saka, possibly. Penalty for England, possibly. Um, thought France were better for 15 minutes and then England were better after that. Um, France got a goal. I mean, that really... And at no point did I think England wouldn't get beat. When they equalised, they then looked like the only team that were going to go on and win it. Even France's second goal is lucky. I mean, Giroud's missed that header. It's or headed it kind of off his, he's glanced it and it's hit Maguire's shoulder and flew into the net. It's going miles wide, like so. I mean, and these are absolutely tiny margins. And then he just needed England to make one chance and they got a penalty. And never in a million years did I expect Harry Kane to do that. I, I would have said he was very reliable. So England went out. I mean, we've said before, not hugely partisan, either of us actually. Um, I was disappointed for probably four minutes like and then we life got back to normal pretty quickly and um, what I was most disappointed about was the amount of uh, money it cost me was um, we started with 2-2 two, two was the correct score this missed penalty man so I backed I, I backed I had like I had £11.80 something on the 2-2 two, two draw 18 to 1 um, you know when you just sort of equalise your balance so it's down to a round number so I put the odd put the odd one eighty seven on. So so that cost me well, two hundred and something pounds. I bet the draw outright um, at nine to four. Um, so that cost me another few quid. Uh, both teams to score was my luck. That cashed relatively easily. The over two and a half cashed, and I backed over three and a half as well. Uh, so yeah, the three losing bets that penalty miss cost me. So even though we, I think we handicapped it very 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 well, Baz. Um, and Harry Kane missed penalty cost us the absolute jackpot. But yeah, A, how were your bets? And, and B, what did you think of the game? Yeah, so I mean, my, my bet again, let down by the penalty because I, I backed England to score two or more. Okay, yeah. Um, disappointing. I mean, I probably took longer than four minutes to get over it. I, I did I, I did get the, get the nerves last night. I, I you know, shouting and screaming at the telly the whole way through. I mean, the first one was annoying. I think it was a stonewall foul on Saka. And whether they did go back and look at it, I don't know. Or whether they decided it was too far before. I think they said it was 25 seconds before in the build-up. You, you don't want to sit and complain about it. I, I think we sort of we got beat fair and square. But but very, very unlucky, really, as they say. I, I thought we were the better side, particularly in the second half. We did look like the side that would go on and win it once once we got level. And as you say, there's nobody else you want there stood up taking that penalty but Harry Kane. Um, well, I say that, most of us I sat here watching it with Helen and Helen was like, I don't like him taking a second penalty. Was she on to him, was she? She said, Elia Luko, Helen and Elia Luko on the same thing. She said, I feel like they should have somebody else to take a penalty for the second time. And I was like, You've got to let Harry Kane, he's, he's the man. Uh, yeah. But he wasn't on that occasion. But I said, as, as frustrating it was, as disappointing as it was, I didn't have the same frustrations as I normally have when England go out, because normally you can sort of point to things and say, you should have done this different, 
Should have started him. Should have played him. Tactics were too negative. Blah blah. And I think this tournament, he's got most of it right. And turning to Franski, I don't think there was. I didn't really have any arguments with his team selection, tactics, the approach. I thought we'd give ourselves every chance of winning the game, and we went out fair and square. Just it's one I could sort of take on the chin without any real, real complaints. Um, what I did have afterwards was a bit of a dilemma with myself um, and, and in a couple of WhatsApp groups. As to, before the tournament, I would have said if, if England go out in the quarterfinals, time, time's up for Southgate. And I, after the game, I thought, I don't know. I think you've probably got to give them a bit longer. These players seem to like playing for them, don't they? And they've yeah, got yeah, that's true. Spirit around the team. Something, something that England teams never really seem to have. A bit of sort of cohesion from top to bottom, um, and he has instilled that sort of thing with him, which you know you've got to got to give him praise for. And we have had some fun years in the tournament side. With you know, it's a quarter final. It, on paper, it looks looks poor. You've only made the quarters with a really strong team, but people trying to put it down as a failure for England not to get to a final or whatever. You know, only one team can win this World Cup every World Cup and every time it comes around there's five or six teams who are right in the mix for it so you're losing to the champions you're losing to potentially the the people who team that win it it's not it's not a failure to lose to France in a quarter final not in those uh, situations like the margins like that as well obviously we've seen Germany Spain Belgium even Brazil same state like same stage and that is a game of football that with any amount of look, you played that Simmons game around this afternoon. You'll enjoy this. He said, uh, and you see this <laughs> leading against the bench over there. He says, I'll tell you what, he says, you play that game 10 times, England win three, France win three, and there'll be one draw. I said, all right, Simmons, what about the other three games? He said, well, one snowed off. You see, you clearly realise that I rev his ways. But he, um, but Titan, if anything changes, the ref gives one of those decisions. Harry Kane scores it. Maguire's header slips inside the post, doesn't hit the post. Everyone this morning's talking about how good Southgate's done and yeah, that we've yeah. beaten one of the tournaments. So you just can't be that bloody petty on yeah. like something that's really heads or tails, such a fine margin. Um, There's part of me that does the because this was the dilemma I had. I'd. I, I, Changed from where I was beginning the tournament thinking this is his last sort of chance at it. Last night, I thought, no, let him crack on. I think he deserves the, certainly the Euros. I mean, his contract takes him up with the Euros anyway. Um, you let him have that. But then you do think what what could it would be interesting to see what this team was capable of under a different manager. Yeah. Uh, but then the other thing that sort of swings me straight back to Southgate is I don't want England sniffing around Eddie Howe. So <laughs> keep Southgate at England because Eddie Howe's name would be right at the top of the pile. Straight swap? If, if they're looking, no, nah, not having it. Yeah. Um, what we have said, I think, A, they're quite a young squad, but B, as you've said Southgate's got them playing, but they do seem like a likeable bunch. We've said this a lot. Even people like Jack Grealish, who like the Newcastle fans, he's a bit of a pantomime villain. But the way he handled that, he came out and apologised with the Almiron thing. And... Um, Saka and Rashford, they have a social conscience. They talk really well, like Declan Rice. And when they come out, they seem funny. Declan Rice is good crack. They do seem like a really nice bunch of people. And I think football or footballers have changed as well, certainly in the last generation. You know, for when you go back even to the guys are sharing them, sort of all that silliness. Things have changed a little bit. And uh, Southgate, very much in the mold of Eddie Howe that you've just said. He's, for Newcastle, he's got really good characters like we don't appear to have any trouble we have everyone doing the right thing and people that are easy to root for and this England team is people that are easy to root for even like Harry Maguire you know again a bit of a pantomime villain for England fans and for people like us because he plays for Manchester United it's easy to laugh at his mistakes and call him squarehead and all that um, but he comes out and he's battled away he's had a lot of personal stuff there was all that crap with his sister in Greece and all that and he's just absolutely tried his bollocks off and played really, really well. Like, um, and even the same with Pickford, as much as it's our job to take the piss, that's our job as Newcastle fans and fans of the rival club that he used to play for and the rival club that he plays for now. 
is to take the piss. You cannot, for a second, knock what he's done at all. Like So there seem to be a nice bunch as well. I just think, um, excuse me, with football, like nothing ever changed by staying the same. And you do have to, um, you have to churn all the time, especially in club football. If you just sort of sit near laurels, we see a couple of teams that were, that were struggling with it at the moment, like Liverpool is a bit of an example. If you don't churn these players over, you will just get bypassed. And I just worry maybe that's the problem with sticking with Southgate, um, whether or not he's adaptable enough to, to do something different or if you just keep doing the same thing, are you in line for the same result? Like, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Baz, we've been chatting on for 45 of the Queen's minutes here. We haven't even touched on the uh, main event of the podcast, which is the first semi-final on Tuesday. Um, let's see if I can get the time right. I've got the wrong page up here. I've uh, I've got the Denver Broncos trying to mount a little bit of a fight back here, Baz. Um, but within 13 points, guess what I've got on the handicap? 12 and a half. And a half. 12, 12 and, a half. and a half. Wrong way, <laughs> innit? Half a point, the classic half point, man. If you don't lose an NFL bet by half point on a Sunday, are you even trying? However, uh, this game is Argentina v Croatia. It is Tuesday at 7pm UK time, 2pm Eastern time. Argentina are oh, 5 to 6, uh, minus 120. The draw is 9 to 4, uh, plus 225. And Croatia are 4 to 1. Uh, plus 400. Um, to qualify, um, this, they were the 90-minute prices. To qualify, um, the RGs are 2-5, to five, minus 250, and Croatia are 2-1. to one. So, I'll tell you what, Baz, you lead us off. i tell you what. <laughs> okay. You would say that. I, I, right. um, well, I, I Technology's failed me tonight, Malcolm. I uh, wrote all my notes on a notepad document on the computer. Oh, you see. And, and, and at some point during this stream, I've closed that notepad document, having not saved so would it. Would you like me to lead it off? No, no, I'm, I'm going to go. It's all up here anyway. So, Is it? Um, Massive I, heed. Um, yeah, well, you can start us off with the prices because I've lost them now. So if you want to give us the headline. I've given them out already, but you're not listening. Yeah, right, that's good. Um, right. <laughs> I'm going to go. I need a jotter, Malcolm. Can you deliver me a jotter? Can you send me a fucking jotter's on the go? Um, put it on the put jotters, it on the jotters. Put me a jotter on expenses, eh? Um, yeah, will do. Yes. Argentina favourites here. Um, and I get that. You know, I think, as I said before, I think Argentina have been quite efficient despite not putting teams away um, and, and getting themselves into a little bit of bother late in games. They've, they've for the vast majority of the, of the knockout games, they've, they've looked comfortable. Um, however, this is this is the biggest test for them. It's more, I think Croatia are going to be a much harder test than uh, than the Netherlands were. Um, as you said earlier, Croatia. You, you mentioned the knockout record. I mean, in all tournaments, eight of the last nine knockout fixtures have gone to extra time or penalties. Um, I think that's five out of six in the World Cup record recently. Um, World Cup penalty record, four wins out of four. So if they go to penalties, crack in there. Um, earlier, I think they don't look like scoring loads of goals, let's be honest. Um, they had nil-nil draw against Brazil in 90 minutes. They had a nil-nil draw with Belgium in 90 minutes. Um, Morocco nil nil. The only sort of blemish on that was the uh, Canada game, wasn't it? They, they went and beat yeah, Canada. That's right. Comfortably four one in that one. So, and, and even the other one, Japan was it was a finish the draw. So four of the five fixtures so far have finished ninety minutes draw. Um, they're going to play exactly the same game as they did against Brazil. On they're just going to try and hang out, hang out. And I feel like they can. They can do it. I think that midfield battle is going to be key again. So I mentioned earlier, Modric, Brozovic, Kovacic, how, how they sort of controlled that midfield area and, and sort of kept Brazil at bay as a result of that. I think they'll do exactly the same. And Argentina, you're looking at Paul Fernandez, 
and I'm trying to think who the other one is now in that midfield. And I, it's McAllister. Yeah. And I, I feel like the Croatians can get the better of those three again and, and sort of stifle the Argentinians. So as I've got Argentina outright to win the tournament, I'm, I'm fine with that. I find the Argentina prices just too short. Um, I can't, I can't back Argentina in this. Uh, uh, you know, the, the one bet I've sort of stuck with with Argentina, I mentioned, was Argentina over one point five goals. It's six to five in this, um, and it doesn't interest us on this occasion. I just think Croatia are, are just a bit too hard to to get by. I mean, even looking beyond the World Cup, they're now unbeaten in eleven games. Croatia. Uh, if you go back further, one defeat in 21 games. And there's some good opponents in there. France failed to beat them twice. Uh, they beat France and picked up a draw with France in the Nations League. Um, you know, they've, they've played good opposition. Serbia, Slovakia, Austria, Denmark, France. They're not playing really rubbish teams in the build-up of this World Cup. Really, really solid record against good teams. You know, Belgium in this uh, tournament couldn't get past them. So I'm expecting them to cause... Argentina problems and that feeds into things like the draw. Um, I think the draw at nine to four in ninety minutes was a, was a good play. Uh, Croatia to qualify two to one, I think is worth yeah. a worth a sniff. Um, and if they're going to qualify, there's every chance it's exactly the same story all the way through. Depends. And they'd qualify on pens, which would be nine to one. Um, was uh, I'm I'm sort of teetering on the nil nil, five around five to one or one one six to one. Um, so if you're pinning me down to one bet as me is me main pick for this, I'm, I'm going to go with the draw. Um, Ninety minutes draw at nine to four, uh, but there's a lot. Of those sort of low, I mean, under two and a half is very short, isn't it? I can't remember off the top of my head what it is now. I think it's about four to seven or something, and you can sort of um, understand why. Under two and a half is it? It's two to one on Vaz, one, yeah, um, minus 200. Listen, I mean, I'm I'm rooting for the Aussies. I tipped the Aussies to win this tournament from the start. Um, the Aussies, the, the Aussies, sorry, the um, but I, I can't. I think this is a really, really tough game and there's every chance they might get through it. But at the prices, I just think the better value is definitely on Croatia. So if I'm looking for a bet now, individually on this game, the value's on the Croatia side and on things like the draw, uh, the nil-nil 90 minutes, the potential penalty shootout, it's far better value than than having to back Argentina in handicaps uh, or to score several goals to get into plus money. Um so yeah, that, I mean, those are those are my thoughts. What what are you thinking? I just think I worry for Croatia. This tournament's been a little bit more squeezed together than others, um, and they're quite an old team. And I just worry for them having to go to the well one more time. Um, obviously, Argentina played extra time as well, but I think they've got a few more. Uh, they've got more legs in them than Croatia have. Um, I don't see why, Baz. This isn't a very similar game to Argentina v the Netherlands. It's the same game, pretty much, isn't it? We have the Netherlands and Croatia are almost very a great comparison. I would have said. Um, I think I think it's an excellent competition. You're expecting the same level of performance from both, and um, in like how I don't know how Argentina let that one slip. Really, like you said, eighty third minute, and then. 90 whatever minute uh, two route one six foot odd strikers and my starting point here I think Argentina can do this and I think they can do it well I think Messi's going to tear this one up um, I've got Argentina two Croatia nil up at seven to one um, it's my main pick here which brings in things like both teams to score no um, Croatia didn't score 90 minutes last time they didn't score 90 minutes all the times that you've just explained they didn't score 90 minutes um, which is, I mean, that's short. Um, not a working man's price. Minus 164, uh, 11 to 18. The under two and a half, again, is far too short. One to two, minus 200. 
Um, I think Argentina could get off to a, a quick start here. Um, Argentina half time, full time, uh, two to one. Um, that intrigued me. I think they could go in one nil up. I do think there's potential for them to catch um, Croatia on the break. I think they've just pushed their look once too often. The legs are going to get tired. They're going to have to go and try and get an equaliser and Argentina can can pick them off. So, again, good number ahead. I'm going to take the same bet as I took in the last round. It didn't win, but I did get paid out on it. Uh, it was Argentina in 90 minutes, which is 5-6, to six, minus 183. Um, and as a dog, if I was pushing it a little bit more, Baz, um, would be Argentina minus one and a half on the handicap. Price of plus 245, um, just uh, a shade short of five to two. Um, just because I think they're going to go and pick them off at the end because Croatia will have to come out and get them just like they did. And they got it again. They came out and scored a late, very lucky deflected goal with that only shot on target. They can't keep going. It's unsustainable. Um, they've sustained it for a very, very long time. They've actually not always done it in this fashion. They have actually got out and beaten teams before and played a little bit better. This time they do just seem to be right and they look a little bit. Um, a little bit like Morocco armor and they're executing. We've talked about the very, very fine margins now in this tournament. Uh, Morocco executed again. Uh, England couldn't execute in certain situations. I'm not sure Croatia can do it again. This is going to be like the fifth time that they're going to have to get away with this. And I'm just not sure. So uh, they're my picks. Argentina in 90 minutes and take the minus one and a half to, uh, to win this by two goals to nil. Uh, price of five to two. Uh, and the correct score, it's seven to one. Um, just before we go, Baz, um, I was going to ask you about just the outrights now. Four teams left. Um, the prices are uh, France are 11 to 10, uh, plus 110. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Uh, Argentina are 17 to 10, plus 170. Croatia, seven and a half to one. Morocco, nine to one. Um, you were backing anyone there. So, I mean, are you leaning to Croatia at this point? If Croatia go through, I think France is an easier game than Argentina. So is that eight and a half to one about Croatia or something you're interested in or would you be looking elsewhere? Well, see, I'm on, I'm on Argentina from the start. So I have to stick with that. As I say, in, in summary of the, the semi-final, it's not that I don't think Argentina will win necessarily. I just, it's more about the value. Um, it, it really is... The, the the battle of Croatia or the draw, I just think is better value. I think Argentina are short price. They're rightly favourite, and they might sneak through. And and I, I still would have Argentina as me, me pick for the the tournament. I just think on the game, the semi final itself, I, I'm I'm going with the value, the the higher prices. Croatia have every chance of, of grinding out the draw. So I would still stick with Argentina. I think. I haven't been blown away by the French at all. Like I was gonna, just um, going to say, of those four picks, Baz, those four prices, France would be the last one I would choose. Sorry, I, the prices, definitely. I, I don't want France at around even money. Uh, that's not to say they won't win it. Um, but I, no, I'd, rather, I'd sooner I'd put a tenner on Morocco with tens. I, I, would ra- I would rather be on Argentina or Croatia. Um, I, I think the winner's coming from that side of the draw. Yeah, I think that price on Argentina is just, again, just too big. for You don't need to go in again if you've already got them. Uh, but if you yeah, didn't I mean, have anyone and you wanted to. Especially um, if you, think you got on them after the first round defeat, as you say, we'd, we'd put them up with, at around 10-1 to 1 after that Saudi game. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. It was a very, good. very tidy price now. I've, you know, I've got on at 6-1 to one pre-tournament. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy with, happy with that. I think Argentina is still a real, real chance of taking Absolutely. it. Um, they're probably the team I want to see win it. I think I, I, I've always been a fan of Messi. I'd like to see Messi win it just because yes, it puts Ronaldo off even more. <laughs> yeah, that, that's very true. All those bleeding Ronaldo, weird Ronaldo accounts on Twitter. Like, oh God, we don't need to get started on that. Um, 21 unanswered points on the Denver Broncos, Baz. What's going to happen is I watched this game while it went 27 nothing Kansas. I've then come in here for an hour, sat with you, while Denver have scored 21. I'm going to go back through there and watch Kansas score another 27. And this will finish 54-21 uh, is what's going to happen. They don't need my eyes on them. I should go and do something else, really. Um, that, I think, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, has got us to the end of the show. Unless you've got anything you need to tell the people about, Baz? 
No, nothing more. I think I've covered all of my uh, my news. Nothing more. Okay, it is absolutely. If you are you a bit snowy down there, son? What's going on? Is it, is it nice and warm down south? Very cold, very frosty. Uh, so kids' football was all off this weekend. Cancelled. Yeah, really I, I must admit, I was over the moon when I got that message about the kids' footy being off. Like, because I had a couple of nights at work. Like I say, I just could not be arsed whatsoever. So I didn't shed any tears. We were supposed to be away at colour coats, uh, oh, which is right up the coast as well, like be about minus 200 up there. Uh, yeah, so well, normally, normally for a frozen pitch, we don't call it off for the day. It's down to me to go around and no. you know stamp on the pitch and say, all right, so yeah. Saturday I just messaged out and said, look, there is no chance. Let's just call it off early and everyone yeah. can have a few, few beers and watch the match and not have to... Yeah, worry that's the it. absolute kill to all of that, mate. It was good, welcome this weekend. <laughs> Smashing. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, go and listen to all that stuff I told you earlier on. Uh, the Fantasy Football Show, the Hockey Gambling Podcast, uh, the Propcast, Moon After Machine, uh, gave me one today. Josh Allen, Russian Yards, Cash is Easy. Uh, Moon After the Propcast with D-Rock off the MLB show. Um, so, yeah, go and listen to all of that stuff, man, and uh, give us some five-star reviews on Spotify as well. Uh, we'll be back same time tomorrow to have a look at the Wednesday second semi-final between France and Morocco. So we'll be live on Twitter from 10pm, 5pm Eastern time um, or where you find your podcasts. Thank you very much, Baz. Um, enjoy the rest of your Sunday evening. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, good luck with all your bets, everyone. Enjoy the footy on Tuesday. Uh, until then, we'll see you down the road. Thanks, bye. 